Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks So there's this line during the fight where Batman uses his like I'm gonna kill the lights power there's this really interesting line where he says uh, in, it's one of the other ones that gets quoted all the time where he says um, you only adopted the darkness I was born in it shaped by it um, and in that sequence when the lights are just boom, and the camera we talked earlier about Chris Nolan using really disorienting camera work in a way that is extremely effective and underscores the film. I don't think I actually made the point at the beginning, but when the plane gets tipped vertically and everyone gets jumbled together and we end up with Bane and his crew on top of the plane, Chris Nolan physically changes the power structure by changing the environment. Mm -hmm. Bane and everyone's on their knees surrounded by men. And then in a lateral move, rather than like giving him like the upper hand with weapons and stuff, he changes. Literally gives him the. He literally changes the playing field. He changes the environment, and that I was gonna say, he changes the environment completely to put him on top. And that reorg. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, Carl, he changes the environment, and it changes the power structure and puts the people who were below on top, which is exactly what he does with Gotham as well. By blowing Absolutely. up bridges and shutting things down. By changing the environment, he changes the power structure. The opening shot is a microcosm of what Bane does with the city later. Mind blown. Mind blown. He's seeing it here live, folks. Carl's mind just got blown. <laughs> Mine too, man. I had no idea until just this moment that that was something Literally in my changes brain. the environment. Wow. <sighs> he just changed. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. And then also, oh god! And when when he changes the environment, you go from a from a, an airplane to a death trap, which is kind of what happens to the mm-hmm. people who think they're in power too. Um, damn it! Okay, I'm sorry. I I blew my own mind so much. I derailed I myself. Know he's- <laughs> um, but when he when he's talking about um, you know, I only. I only uh, adopted the dark, or you only adopted the darkness. I was born I in was it. I was born in it. The 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 camera is pan is kind of swirling. We're circling Tom Hardy as he moves through the darkness, and the this is not just let's move around, let's move around. Every moment of that camera work is blocked carefully because there's a moment where the camera reverses and Tom Hardy turns and hits Batman, who we only see a millisecond before the contact with his fist. And my note on that lighting is I haven't seen lighting that sparse yet evocative since Eraserhead. You see there's so little light that you can just see like a shine on Tom Hardy's head. And it's one just the metallic shoulder. parts of, 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 of the mask and just that shiny just top of his head. It's like a Frank Miller so drawing, yeah, you know? Incredible, man. The, just That's not something you see in film a lot, using... Using the using black space to create mm-hmm. like you know definition. Well, because it's disorienting and people don't know where they are. And generally speaking, that's not a good idea to do in the right. film. Under the Unless skin, you're Christopher Nolan, right, you're trying yeah. to create a little bit of that and so well controlled that it works. Um, yeah, oh my God, yeah, dude, it's <laughs> that. That's the mark of an auteur is using stuff that would. Fuck your movie up. Be a detriment in any other film. 
and in your film becomes uh, one of you the look, gems yeah, in its you'd crown. Look at anyone else looks at the dailies like we got to reshoot this shit. Right. That's no one's gonna know what the fuck is going on. Well, that's a producer thing though. I have a note on the right. mask, which we'll do next week. But uh, producers. Basically, spoilers, everything in that movie that is funny, producers tried to cut out, and then they showed it to test audiences, and test audiences laughed at all the stuff the producers said that they should cut because it wasn't funny. That's It's like, there's like example after example of producers being like, you gotta get that out of there, no one's gonna love it. And all of those, every single one of those moments were like the highest test screening scenes, which is producers all you need to stay the fuck out of the goddamn filmmaking that's, process. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> that says it all. Um, okay. Last. Let me see. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's almost as big as my head. Your cup. Co- yeah. Your coffee cup, dude, is kind of absurd. You could, I'm looking at you right now. If I cut your skull open and took your brain out, I could probably fit your whole brain in that cup. You could probably fit my brain in this cup. You could almost it's, wear that as a hat if it were upside it's down. It's literally it. It lit, I've discovered this just now. It literally, quite yeah. literally, yes. using it in the actual sense, fits half a pot of coffee. I used to have a cup like that, and then I got like a really bad ulcer, so now I drink from smaller cups. It actually hurts my arm to hold it for more than a few moments. <laughs> As it should be, as is the long-standing tradition. <laughs> um, all right, I I want to say one more thing about Bane, and then I will gladly move on. Um, probably just to return to Bane immediately. But um, t- it was when we were earlier when we were talking about the physical performance. There was another moment that I wanted to touch, but I I couldn't remember what it was because I have so many notes on him. It's the moment when the guy who is originally bankrolling him, the like. The guy who talks a little bit like Vasily from Princess Bride. Yep. Where he's like, Bane, I'm very disappointed. Where is my money? That guy. When he is in the room and Bane is suddenly in the room too. He's there with like his guy. He's like, Bane's heist didn't work. And how the how the hell did Wayne get control of his enterprises? I, I'm not paying him. And then all of a sudden you hear like, oh, yes. And he's just suddenly fucking there 10 feet away. You're like, huh. A little bit of pee came out. That's so much pee. All of that dude's pee came out. You know it. It's scary. And I love the moment. It. God, I love this moment. When the guy walks over to Bane and he's he's looking up at Bane because Bird pointed out. I'm like, yeah, Bane is actually not even supposed to be that tall. You can see that he's standing on a landing. He's It's like a raised section of the room. Mm-hmm. So Bane is already standing higher than this dude. And this dude's like looking up at Tom Hardy, who is just... I don't even think he has any bones in his body because there's so much muscle. This is all muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's just harder muscle under his slightly less hard muscle, you know? like, And he's screaming in Bane's face. And Bane looks up at the goon, like the henchman who came with this guy, and he goes, leave us. And the guy turns to go. Like, Bane is not your boss, but that guy's like, got it, I'm out. Oh, fair enough. And the Wall Street yep. business... The crooked-ass businessman guy turns around and he goes... No, stay. I'm in charge. And Bane rests his open left hand. His open left hand just touches the guy's shoulder. Like his, like his, um, uh, like right by his neck. His, uh, like right on his traps. Like right on the top of his traps. He just rests gently Mm. his open hand next to the dude's neck. And you feel all of that guy's sense of safety and security he just goes away. evaporate and he oh, turns so good 
Bird and I were talking about it while we were watching it. It is that is the ultimate power move. Because yep. you can grab someone's lapels, and then there's a threat of physical violence, and oh, he's oh, he's getting so gently open hands. Oh, he's God. just by putting his hand, not a fist, an open. This is I, and this feels to me like a Tom Hardy choice. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure does, I'll bet it? you yeah. the script is like he puts a hand on his shoulder, and Tom Hardy's like, "What if I put my hand open, palm up, fingers casually open, gently on his shoulder?" It is so much more chilling because just having his hand that close to your neck means that you are seconds away from dying. Like, oh my god, I fucking love this because he goes, no, I'm in charge. Bane sets his hand so casually on this dude's shoulder and the guy turns around and Bane goes, do you feel in charge? That's it. And he goes, I have paid you a fortune. Do you think, and that gives you power over me? Which, dude, again, there is that weird thing where I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree with that idea. Absolutely. Phil- philosophically, philosophically, Bane, Bane and I are in line right here where he's like, and then he snaps his neck. You're like, okay, you went, you went a bridge too whoa, far. Whoa, oh, okay. Well, I was, look, I was with yeah, you. had me until the, and then. Dude, I had the t-shirt in my cart, but now I've gotten yeah. it out of there because I cannot be standing for like just you killing people now like I've, that. Now I've blocked your sight. <laughs> I took you, I, I put you on, you're, on my blacklist. You're in Facebook jail, bud. You're in Facebook jail for me. I snoozed you for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna okay, but if you can if you can hold off on you've got no kill orders for thirty days, right? But no, man. Like when he says that, he's like, he's I paid you a small fortune. I gave you a hundred million dollars, and Bane's like, so what, dude? You gave yeah. me you gave me pieces of paper that we all that your your society all agrees have worth and meaning. But guess what, dude? You know how much that means to me? I'm showing you my dick. It's my dick. That's how yeah. much I. <laughs> but like. I'll bet you I remember I can't remember when I first I saw this when it came out which I would be 22 this is a little ways back but like when I first saw this I remember this moment being one of the first times that I realized how little money means you know what I mean like if someone gives you a hundred million dollars, it's like, okay, and now I need you to go on this mission, and oh, and you call it we're surrounded, and it's like, well I gave you a fortune so you die for me Bane, Bane straight up is like, we're not even to that level. He's like, no, you, how about you gave me a bunch of money and guess what? Do you know how much bigger I am than you? And, right. but, but really, it's not about the physical violence. It's about Bane's intellectual liberation from these imaginary concepts that shackle our society. Absolutely. Money is imaginary. Money is not real. What's even stranger, I was talking with my brother about this the other day, neither are states or countries. I know, it's all just an agreed upon thing that we all just go along with. Yep, it's just. I was like, thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, like laws and law enforcement and all the stuff that we. It's like we've agreed, all agreed as a society and as a grouping of people that these are the things that we. But if someone were coming to my to be like, you are being detained for something, something, whatever. I'm like, I don't agree with that. Right. I don't. I don't and that's, that's not a real thing. And that's where. But then you're crazy. Well, that's and where then, you know force yeah. comes in too. Like if the cops kick down your door and they're like, "You're under arrest for this," and you're like, "Well, that's just a made up uh, idea." They will still put you in actual oh, yeah. steel handcuffs and kneel yep. on your back and throw you in a cage and leave you there. Absolutely. But I did encounter this really cool idea on the Philosophize This podcast where they were talking about the this this idea of countries being imaginary, where they said if enough people 
all collectively stop agreeing to call like let's just use america as the example if enough and again this is like one of those this isn't a realistic thing it's just a, a thought experiment that can show you thought. how it's this works right, yeah, yeah. if enough people in this country all stop agreeing that america capital a america or the united states of america if enough people all stop believing that that is a real thing if enough people stop going along with that idea this country ceases to exist Right that, away. I mean, it's immediately yeah. because yeah. it America only. And this is one of those really trippy thoughts that I, which is why I like philosophy so much. Yeah. Is mind experiments are great. <laughs> America, it exists, but only in our heads. Because we're just on sure. we're just on the ground and we've put yep. stuff on the ground and we've built buildings on the ground. But really, this is just like it's just dirt. I am occupying and grass. this particular space on this planet right now. Right. Yeah. And the only – yeah, exactly. That's that's it. That's as far that's as it. you can say, like, objectively, is I'm I'm standing on the – I mean, I'm sitting in a chair in a building on a little, you know, 200 – or, like, you know, probably like a thousand, thousand square foot chunk of the earth. And that's it. That's all you can say because everything I know where else, I am relative to the North Pole and the equator and sort of a kinda, longitudinal kind of-ish. Right. But but the this idea of a country and laws and money and all of that only exists in our collective mind. And if enough minds fall out of that collective, then that idea falls apart. Mm-hmm. Bain just that's why there are schools. Yeah, Bain. So we can. Bain is a Bain is a. a uh, if we don't learn it, it doesn't exist either. Right. You have to. I mean, now we're getting into like some weird deep weeds. But if oh, if, I know. If but... you don't indoctrinate people with these ideas, then these ideas don't go forward. You know what I mean? They don't continue. Yep. But what's watching this the second watching this a couple days ago when I watched it again, um, Bain just complete. Like he manipulates uh, the social structure of Gotham and stuff, but in this moment, what he actually just Bane Bane uh, completely er erases consensus reality, and that's pretty intense. When you think about pretty, he has to use a pretty big hammer to do it, but it works. In this moment, no, not at all. He, I don't think. I, oh, he, I'm thinking of a different moment then. with the Gotham thing, with the bomb and stuff. But when when this guy says, "I paid you a fortune," and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, no, okay," got and you. he says that, and that gives you power over me. All he had to do his to, reality objectively just completely changed in yeah. one hand shoulder. That's it. That yeah, that's it. Bane basically just goes like, "I I don't everything's a fucking lie. I don't share yeah. I don't share your beliefs. I don't I don't live in your world." And this guy suddenly, all he has to defend himself with, is is dreams, dude. He's just got he, all he has to fight Bane with is how ideas. sad is it that his eyes are open for the first time and realizes what the world is seconds before his neck is broken. Yeah, moments before his death, he had like clarity and like holy shit, everything I've been taught is a lie and it's all just a per- oh. Here's something else that I think that Nolan does pretty well in in this vein is there are moments in this movie because it's a film. Look, man, I watch Kill Bill and when arms are flying off, I'm not like, oh, the humanity. I'm like, look oh, at these fuck fucking no, arms flying off. Yeah, dude. It, you go with it. You just you yeah. get into it sometimes, which maybe is abhorrent. We talked about it for three parts with Straw Dogs. But sometimes when these Wall Street dudes are like dragged before a tribunal and walked out onto the ice where they all die. Some of sometimes watching that, I'm like, 
Yeah, look at that. All right. To All the right. upper crust finally getting theirs. Like, you know, I've been poor my whole fucking life, you know, and I'm watching like these big wigs with their mansions like, I'll pay my I'll pay you a million dollars. And the scarecrows up there like, you know, um, I can love that they bring him back for this man. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, or- Such a joyful moment for me seeing him up there on that huge like comic booky pile of shit right 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 like the giant mountain of like yep. crazy judge like mad hatter who doesn't show up in the movie like mad hatter put it together and then scarecrow sits yep. up on top but like watching those tribunals at some parts of that you feel a little bit like you become part of the rabble where you're like yeah he's got a mansion fucking tear that shit down let's all let's all come up together but then chris nolan does this really cool thing where he shows us through selena kyle we watch Selena Kyle be shocked and horrified at how things are falling apart. And Selena Kyle's part of that rabble. She's poor. She's always been poor. She's been victimized by the system. She wanted anarchy. She's like, this is the Gotham she wanted. Yeah, yeah. So we step into the aggressive mob and we we get into it. Nolan lets us become part of the, the lynch mob, basically, where we're killing all the rich people and we get... And then he offers us another seat in those stands and it's selena kyle because we identify with her too because she's also part of this group and then through her eyes we see the real cost of what is happening of what of what gotham's dissolution actually looks like and you have a i I mean watching the movie the first time you probably don't but watching it for the show you definitely do which is you have a moment of wake up where you're like Oh my god, I just became part of an angry mob. And you realize how quickly and how insidiously unnoticeably that happens. Cause dude, you're right there bloodthirsty with them, and you're like, when you when Selena Kyle snaps you out of it, you're like, holy shit. Oh my god, what when did I get in that headspace? That was yep. fucking fast and sneaky. It's brilliant filmmaking. Oh it god, really he is, is a magician, man. It's like Pure well, he's magician. done a movie about magicians too, actually. But he the is. prestige the is Chris of, Nolan, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot yeah, he did the of, prestige. Yeah, the sleight of hand that he uses as a filmmaker to to think you're looking at one thing and then suddenly it's this other thing, and it's just incredible. You're watching man. that right. You're watching that right hand, and you're in yep. it, and you're in it, and then yep. you feel an open left hand on your shoulder, and you realize yeah. you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. No, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. It's like the the moment that you realize that uh, that he is Sammy Jenkins is just like. Can I just uh, can I read you like a brick of more or less stream of consciousness high max yes, thinking? Yes, please do. Okay, please here we go. Um, so this now we're back to the moment we've already talked about it a little bit, but um, now we're in the moment where Batman has woken up. In the prison, the oubliette, like, hole-in-the-ground prison thing. And I couldn't help myself. I just wrote a fucking, like, book. It's at the very bottom of this page, and it'll it'll cover some ground, so I'm going to do it real quick. He um, The way that Tom Hardy says torture, because Bruce Wayne basically says, like, well, you're going to torture me, and Tom Hardy says, um, and I won't do the voice because I think the lines are important. He says, he says, torture? Yeah, and I'll, I will do his pauses, though, because the pauses are where I think the meat of this shit is. He goes, torture? Yes, but not of your body, of your soul. And we talked about that, about how mm-hmm. evil that shit is. And then I wrote, holy fuck, it's even worse. And my handwriting is very squiggly. Holy fuck, it's even worse. 
Bane has put Bruce Wayne in literally the most brutal hell on earth and is going to Skype in a totalitarian Ragnarok engineered at least in part to emotionally destroy Bruce Wayne. A city is tortured as this man's punishment for betraying the League of Shadows. And at the end of that speech, because Bane describes the prison and his description of that prison This sounds like the worst hole in Serbia would be like a spa vacation compared to what you're going through in this fucking hole. And you realize that at great financial and expense of time and money, he has flown Batman halfway across the world and partially nursed him back to health in order to lower him into a hellish prison where he's paid two other prisoners to keep Bruce Wayne alive long enough to watch a city be tortured to death as punishment. And that's and that's Bane's big master plan. It is the most fucked up thing ever, maybe. It seems a little silly, you know? But... If that's what your motivation is, that's what your motivation is, when you right? Look, like, it doesn't read silly to me because of the scale of Bane's plan anyway. No, of course. But like, if you, what I'm saying is if you step back, you take a step and a half back from all of it, you're like, boy, that's a little bit like time, resources, money to like would you put ca- a bullet in his head. But that's not the point. Would you call it cartoonish? <laughs> like a cartoonish. Yeah. It's almost I would like say a, it would be a little bit comic. Book-y. It's almost like he's a comic. Be a little bit like comic bookish. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but god dude there's this best bit where he's like i'm he tells batman or bruce wayne he's like i'm paying these guys to like keep you alive you're gonna be down here you're gonna watch my i'm i'm zooming i'm doing a little zoom conference call where you get to watch gotham just descend and destroy itself because before bane even like gets deep into like uh, quote-unquote liberating the people of gotham he calls it he's like yeah, yeah. As soon as I take the, uh, as soon as I bury the cops underground and give the prisoners guns and just turn the city over to the citizens, they're they're all gonna like just destroy the city. The city's gonna be totally fucked. And if it doesn't happen, my bomb's gonna go off anyway. And then the city's nuked. So, <laughs> but at the end of it, he he looks down at Batman, and he's like, but he's like you, and you'll survive through all of that. And then there's this fucking awesome line and it has 100% to do with Tom Hardy's performance he goes when Gotham is ashes then you have my permission to die he dude that is that is a sentence that encompasses the nuclear holocaust of over a million people and the cancer and and eventual death of possibly millions more yeah, the fallout and, from that's not going to be a joke, man. Shit. And the whole point—that's the other thing. The nuke goes off; it's still going to fall off. Whatever. I know a lot of people complained about that too, but I'm like, well, yeah, but like, you saw Kingdom of the Crystal It was over Skull. the ocean. Yeah. I mean, so, but no what fallout. if what if everyone got in their refrigerators because oh. you know, Harrison Ford flew like 29 that, miles? <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Sorry, I just I just Talia all gooled you right in the ribs with that one. My yes. bad, buddy. Okay. <laughs> But, dude, think about that. Like, so that's what's implicit in that sentence, but the subject of the sentence isn't any of those people. It's at that point, if you'd like to die down in this hole I've put you in, feel free. You have my permission. Tell, name a more evil villain. I don't have a word Death worse than Lurker. evil. 
Oh, you mean like not? No, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Give me a movie villain that's actually worse. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think of one. I've been trying to think of one, and dude, maybe Thanos just for scale. But like, as far as like that's scale, I mean that's and he's a cosmological being. This is a realistic villain who's. Yep. Oh my god, dude! I had some like some like low grade like nighttime horror. Like I wonder if there's someone really doing shit like this out there. Probably. Don't say that. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> um, God damn, dude! What did you think of the? What did you? Oh, and I have a note here, which is very obviously a high note. And I said, nuclear weapons are literally guns that you can press to the temple of whole cities. Oh yeah, just horrifying when you think about yeah, it. It really fucking is, man. Like every gun, every weapon we've ever had is just a way to threaten someone else with death. And guns were something that you could push to someone's head. A nuke is something you can press to the head of a country. Think about that, man. It's the scale of guns. I'd rather. Now. I'd rather not. I know. Yeah, actually, let's talk. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about the cinematography. That's kind of a fucked up thing, though, when you consider it. Like for, for how many decades has the world sort of, whether consciously or not, been under the threat of that sort of immediate violence? I mean, you look at the Cold War. It's like. Whether we consciously think about it or not, I think it's part of the reason why a lot of us suffer from anxiety is because there are though we are we have that knowledge and we are aware that that is something that could potentially happen at any given time. Yes. But we don't think about it because if we were to think about it for any more than a few seconds, we'd all go insane or kill ourselves, poop ourselves, right? Or, or poop ourselves. I guess maybe I took it to eleven right away. I'm like, well, then, madness or death, and you're like, or <laughs> diarrhea, like what? Or, or poop. It could be poop. Well, why don't we why don't we turn that knob down to poop actually? It's <laughs> it's actually pretty cool that you brought that up. I just encountered that there's a word. Do you know there's a word that means this? Exactly this. Garmanbosia. It's a very specific feeling of fear, anxiety and pain tied to the realization that mankind it it, it actually is originally uh, originated by David Lynch in the third season of Twin Peaks. It's a made up word. It's gar- which they all are. Garmembosia is the f- all words are made up. Yeah, all words are made up. Everything came from someone's mind. Um, which David Lynch has got a pretty great mind. So the it's there's they show the the nuclear test, the first nuclear test in that that show, and then this idea sh- pops up, Garmembosia, which means. The the first time that humans had to sit with existential an existential threat on a species wide level, we actually invented a weapon that could cause our extinction. And once that came out of the box, once that was invented, every human on Earth had the weight of our possible self caused extinction suddenly sitting on their psyche. My grandma Linda talks about the Cold War where she says every morning when she would go out to get the milk off the stoop, she would look up and down the street and all that all her neighbors are getting their milk or their newspapers and every single fucking person would step out onto the porch and look at the sky. That's insane. For, I still do that for to some years. extent. Where I, that's weird. Like, so, and then this idea of Garmembosia, which when you get deeper into it and start to really think about it in like a kind of squirrely way, like really start to pick the threads of it apart. When you realize that for the last, so let's see, the nuclear tests are in the 30s, late 30s. I, th- I I'm think not going to pretend to know numbers you're right good. now. I think it's the, the 1960s I, sounds right for something, so but it Hitler, probably isn't that. Hitler dies in 45. I'm pretty sure that Hiroshima and Nagasaki are 43 or 44. 
By the Somewhere way, in there. I don't know if you saw in the news that um, they're actually uh, historians are re-examining the bombings, and they've determined that Hiroshima and Nagasaki nowadays would be war crimes. Those would be oh, um, absolutely crimes against humanity. Without a yeah. question. Yep. Um, but like, so since let's just just say 1940, since sure. 1940, 1940 to now, 60, 70, 80, 80 years. It's 2020 now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing math. I'm so glad that we're in a, a 10 year because it made the math like a lot easier. Yeah, that no would have been shit, fucked right? up. <laughs> be like, oh, are so much easier. So wait, it was. It. Is it 2,000 years? Shit. No, but like, <laughs> so for the last 80 years, man, as a not as a a culture or a society or as individuals, but as a species, at every person on the planet has this somewhere in the deep unconscious part of their mind that at any moment cataclysmic extinction is only ever one human error or computer glitch away existential species-wide existential fear garmin bosia and you feel some of that shit when there's a nuke just rolling around this city for what the last hour and a half of this film this movie feel it when you're sitting in your apartment in traverse city talking to your friend about movies yeah a hundred percent dude which again we were talking at the beginning of the show like definitely watch this movie unless like 2020 has been fucking you up a bunch because this movie's not gonna make that better not even a little bit no 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 (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna hold a mirror up to nature is what it's gonna do and it's really scary um you know what's God, I was going to say, you know what's not scary? But everything in this movie from this point on is scary. But I love the cinematography of the scene where Bane blows up the, um, uh, that, that's a lovely, lovely voice. That, oh my God, the football stadium? The cinema, that's nuts. The cinematography leading up to that. I forgot that he literally kills two full football teams worth of human beings. They fall into the, like, minus, there's a lot of death happening. Minus one running back. Minus one really fast running back. Yeah. Oh, do you know who that team? Ha-ha moment. Do you know who those are, by the way, those football players? Baltimore Ravens? I thought it was the Steelers. No, I don't know. I was going to say Ravens because Baltimore. But Did they shoot that? Did they shoot this in Baltimore? No. They shot, they shot in... this in Chicago. This? I thought they. I thought Gotham City is Philadelphia. Nope. Chicago. Wacker, Wacker Drive is where they shoot a whole bunch oh, no. of shit. Oh, no. I'm, I'm wrong. A, I can't remember if it's this... I think it's this movie. I think Gotham is at least partly Pittsburgh. Oh, it might be actually partly Pittsburgh in this. Yeah, because I remember when this movie came out, Bird, Bird and I were uh, together at that point, and she was she's a huge Steelers fan, and she found I think that's where I learned it from. But I think that this football team that we see, the two teams, are the Steelers. That's funny. Oh, yeah, because cool. like the guy who runs the ball back was one of their famous running backs. And if you that's like cool. freeze frame, because Bird and I, I think we did this once, and you can pick players out because some of them have like hair that you know and some of them are got have numbers and stuff but um i'm pretty sure that gotham is pittsburgh we should have done some research rather than just getting like deep into philosophical stuff we could have told people box office because you know the the <laughs> nuclear bomb was built in 1942 right. so mean- we all know. yeah meanwhile we're like dude the existential dread of a species and you're like what city was this fucking shot in <laughs> is this i guess gotham right <laughs> it just Shot it on location in Gotham today. Yeah, I know. Nolan's always been big on like doing things. Re- went for Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> he shot in space. So. <laughs> um, yeah, we're dude. We're kind of dumb sometimes. <laughs> you know, every most of the time we are, <laughs> we are stupid sometimes, Carl. Um, so I, I think that the last, I think the last third of this movie is 
simply powerful, mm-hmm. primordial imagery. Just yeah. this movie, I could not believe. I know we've been harping on this a little bit, but I could not believe how much this movie changed because of the year that we're living in compared to last right. time I saw it. Dude, th- and also, I can't just give it to the time period. I'm going to again tell you this guy's name. Wally Fister, the director of photography. The overhead shot. God damn it, Carl. I'm going to cry, dude. This is a beautiful fucking moment, and it's it's not even that gnarly. The overhead shot of the Batmobile. It's not the Batmobile because it's, it's, it's called the Tumblr, you know, or whatever they call it's it. It's one of the Tumblers that's the... In camo. Bane's Tumblers? Yes. Yeah. It's one of Bane's Tumblers in desert camo rolling slowly on patrol through and it's carving tracks into virgin snow in the streets of gotham and you just hear the crunch of snow under the tires as a camouflaged batmobile rolls down the street and no one is around and the city is like it looks like dresden after the bombing but in winter time Mm -hmm. it's so desolate and watching that it just struck me it grabbed my heart to see that because it is such that image is a absolutely perfect uh fuck what are they called um moon it's like stuff like moon blood river uh it's a jungian term god it's right on the tip of my tongue um archetype ah that is like an almost fundamental archetypal symbol of fascism that the tank rolling down the street pure virgin snow yeah the pure virgin i didn't even realize it until the third fucking time i saw it but the virgin snow means that no one else is outside yep no there are no footprints there are no cars it is virgin snow that means the only thing that is moving the only thing that's living or rolling around this city is this patrol put out by a warlord and this man, this is what fascism fucking looks like. Winter, total absence of like verdure or greenery or growth. Gotham mm-hmm. City becomes a tombstone with patrols rolling around it. It's, it's gorgeous. It's one of the most potent images I've seen on a screen, dude. It's amazing. And then, and we're not even fucking done. Because then, later on, we get, we get this beautiful horrible awful wonderful moment where we get a low shot not ground level but like halfway up a building and we're just shooting a series of i think it's two american flags on poles and they are tattered halfway down the flag you've never you've seen flags like this before but it's always in like war movies where the flags are shot to pieces and burned and blah it's like seal team six movies where they're like held up in a thing and it's like the flags all beat up and shit because it's been exploded but what got me about these flags is that it wasn't explosions and gunfire and flames and bullets that took it apart it was simply neglect yeah neglect in time absolutely it was that's it dude it is inattention plus time and you what do we what you know what that is that is a symbol of a tattered and broken america caused simply by inattention and time yeah that is that image right there is fucking 2020 thank you nolan honestly though thank you that it's dude it's this is this is very high level shit we're talking about 
this is profound art that <laughs> sorry hold on <laughs> hold on no no worries i just dude that's like what an amazing accomplishment for a fucking superhero movie you know what i mean yep to show Absolutely. us with a single image on a screen to, to warn us with a single image on a screen what could happen to this great amazing thing that we did this cool promises us a promises us a superhero movie and shows us the future like it's pretty incredible this is stunning this is a this is a fucking accomplishment dude this movie this movie is this movie is worth reexamining for anybody who watched it and thought it was okay or even people who thought mm-hmm. it was good but a good superhero movie this is something else man this give movie, it another watch this movie is a different thing than you thought it was and god damn it's powerful um there's another really great mo- moment when um Bane catches I think he catches one of the cops. So we were introduced to the resistance, right? It's the underground cops and there's a couple of them that they couldn't round up. One of them is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We're just going to call him Robin from now on cuz look. He's Robin. That's who he is. He's Robin. Yep. Um I, it's kind of funny cuz you're right. They were trying to set Joseph Gordon-Levitt up to get to be, maybe look, Christian Bale's on his way out. We got that. Maybe this is our, I would have loved to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman. Are you fucking kidding me? I still do. Sign me up. Yeah, I'll watch a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie as Batman tomorrow. He has the keys to the Batcave, and the thing is lifting, lifting him up, him up out of the... End, the like... It's kind of what they tried to do with Shia LaBeouf and Crystal Skull, where they're like, oh, Shia LaBeouf will be our new Indiana Jones, but then Crystal Skull was just... Why Why do you hate me today? <laughs> the fuck? They were Did try- I do something? Tell me I'm wrong, Did though. They were, they were going to make Shia LaBeouf the new Indiana Jones. That's what they were setting up in that movie. Don't throw up. It's fine. Mm. We've talked mm. in the past. I know that's a bad idea, but I, we do you like Shia LaBeouf just in general? You don't. Oh, okay. This is not the podcast for this squirrel <laughs> squirrel shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so they were kind of uh, Commissioner Gordon still free, and there's like a couple yep. other officers, and they're working with the cops underground. The chief of police, fucking um, not Matthew McConaughey, fucking um, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> No, Matthew Matthew Nolan Matt Lillard um, Matthew Lillard oh, that would be amazing <laughs> fucking Gordon he gets tagged in the end Bane rolls by he's like on the ground I'm fucking dying here man <laughs> fucking uh, I don't feel he's good coming too, he's coming too deep man he's coming, coming too, too deep, deep man <laughs> and they're just like cut alright we're gonna recast this actually I'm sorry yep. uh, you were doing okay I'm gonna give you an okay but this movie's better than that so <laughs> fuck is his name though he was in gross anatomy and a bunch of shit in the 80s yeah he's i don't know but he's he's great in this movie oh he's fantastic he's great in everything he's got great hair so we can great fantastic hair there's uh so there's this bit where bane catches one of the above ground cops and he's like i need to know i need to know like what's going on who are who is above ground you guys are clearly working with the blah 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 blah. where are these people who are in hiding and the guy says I'll die before I'll talk. And Bane says, I'll abide by your schedule. And ne- this is the most fucked up. The most. The knee on the neck? This is the most bit? violent part of this movie where Bane simply. Bane simply kneels on this guy until he dies. Yeah. That, that's all. He Casually. We, we talked about this in the Halloween series over on patreon.com slash quillinfilm um, <laughs> where. In that Halloween series, the thing that haunts me most about that is the brutal, the brutality of Michael Myers, especially in the 2018, where it's not, I'm stabbing, I'm stabbing. It's just putting metal into people until... The, metal into meat. 
Right. And then you, once you hit enough important meat, that meat stops working and then the lights go out. That is really horrifying to me. This is worse. Because Bane just kneels on a guy until he dies. He doesn't waste a bullet. He doesn't break his neck. He just... He can't be bothered to kill this guy quick, so he just kneels on him till, till the animal dies. Yep. Actually, I don't know if you've seen the... Have you ever seen the video of the guy over in um, Russia hunting with the hawk out of his truck? Oh, fuck. Yeah, for some reason I have. You have seen it. So, and that, you know, he... When that guy kills... I think it's a fox that he catches, or a coyote... Yep. Um, when he catches the coyote, when the, the bird catches the coyote and the guy runs over and he kneels on the coyote and cuts its neck and by kneeling on its heart, you force blood out its neck. That's how you kill an animal you don't care about. Yep. This dude is reduced to coyote in a field and Bane just kneels on him until his body dies. That's really horrible. Then he stands up and points to the rest of the of the special forces guys who sneak in. Oh, right. That's what it is. It's they're trying to infiltrate Gotham. Yeah, it's a special team. It's the special SWAT or whatever that comes in to try. We're a government operation. We're going to get in there and find where the trigger is and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. We're going to that works for about five minutes. Yeah, a full five minutes. And then it's all just goes completely sideways into shit. On his way out of the room after he knelt on the guy until he died, Bane just casually points at the other ones and goes, and hang them where the world can see. And I love the pause because there's something, there's something in your gut. There's something that hits you about the words hang them. That's it. That's all you need. Where the world can see, I think that softens the line. But Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy gives you that cesura where you have to sit with and hang them. Hang them. And you have to, that's, if you're watching for a show, you think about what it means, and then you're like, oh, my God, he's just a – he's so brutal. And then we see it and on the bridges. Not only that, I don't know if you caught – I'm sure you did. You, you must remember this too, but, like, they use the same camera angles from the, um, the Blackwater contractors who were hung outside of Fallujah from the bridge. It's pretty fucked up. That's a, that's a totally what that is. That's a, that is a – What's the word? It, I it's not an homage. That's totally the no, wrong word for that. Yeah. I but I'm you know what I'm saying? It is a yep, it's a recreation of that moment for emotional effect. This is political commentary. This isn't just a a villain thing that Bane did. This it, he's talking about he's talking about 2020 America, but he's also talking about 2012 America and he's also Absolutely. talking about 2001 America. This is political commentary, and the fact that it is so far-reaching shows how little we've changed. That I mean, that uh, scene with the hang with the bridge hanging is it's just upsetting. It's another and, and it's another one the, the argument for this scraping into like our territory, man. Like when that I would happened make with this R. And, and it's we're like Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like feeling nauseous about it and shit. And we're like this is not the first time I've seen this movie, but now for some reason I'm just like disturbed by these bodies hanging in space over a bridge i'm just like this is fucked it's so fucked up it is it man it really is time changes context definitely but also attention changes context and we're paying a lot of attention and not just chewing popcorn and like oh my god batman when you got a pen in your hand and a legal pad in the other it's a different experience the pen in the hand and the legal pad is, uh, I mean, I definitely did the popcorn thing with, uh, with the mask because I'm not, I mean, it's, it's mask, not political not gonna... commentary, <laughs> but, um, I managed to get a page of notes on it though. 
Yeah, more than you got for this one. Um, well, I was so, watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> so in the uh, we oh, guess what? Guess who's in this movie? So there's this guy, Batman, right? Yeah, he's, Batman. Yeah, Batman's about to be back. He's a he's a very interesting character. He's in the movie for about 15 minutes. Um, so there's this moment when we it's like a trifecta where we see B- Bruce Wayne training his body. Like that shit's all gnarly. Where they're like, you know, he pun- the guy, the one guy, the one guy punches fuck. a. Yeah, he's, you have a disc protruding. It'll have to be put back in place. So he just punches his vertebrae back in. I'm like, oh, you're not a. You know guy. how you, you know how you fix a broken back is you punch you punch the back. You punch, you punch it. Punch the vertebrae. Punch the bro. Ba- punch the broken back. Right. Yeah. Fix yeah. It. Fix oh, it right up. So this guy's actually the guy who works on Bruce, licensed chiropractor. Sorry, <laughs> I've okay. I've expressed crack my bones. disdain. Bones. I'm gonna make you go all crickly crackly. Um, but watching him try to the climb and fail, dude. Every time you hear that rope like snap oh, and that's then going bang. right on his back, that back that he got fucked up, it hurts so bad. D- watching him like snap on the rope and slam into the wall, you're just like, well, that set you back a month of physical yeah, therapy. Or you got you're basically back to zero. You must like getting punched in the back because here we are again. Tell me, tell me that the climb without the rope didn't get you. Didn't oh, have did. you. Sure did. Oh, my God. I, sure this, did. this is the only moment in this movie where I cr- actually like cried because of the emotional content. And at least half of it is Hans Zimmer's score. And yeah. the basara, basara, bish, bish, where everyone's chanting, rise. Do you know how they got the audio for that? I do not. They put it out. They put out a call on the internet, and they said, "Fans, here's the line. Here's how it sounds. Here's the tempo. Record yourself shouting, saying, singing, screaming this line." And they got hundreds and hundreds of recordings sent in of people like, and they sifted through them and grabbed all the quality ones and packed them together. So the people chanting "Rise." Are citizens of the world. It's not actors. It isn't. It is. It is the actual. It's actual people calling the Batman to rise. Fuck me, dude. Okay. Well, that is that not. Good good night. Good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Carl's. Dude, we. That is when I watch that scene, knowing that that is us cheering our. Our hero. I'm not talking about Bruce Wayne or Batman or this movie. This is us urging our hopes upward onward to the light. And when Batman pops over the ledge and you hear the cheer, I, there's there are there's literally people who treat the Batman mythos as religion. Oh, and, they, yes. And yeah, I will absolutely. tell you right now that I can 100% understand and get behind that idea for this reason, man. Like indomitable spirit working working relentlessly for for good having principles failing often but not stopping come on dude that climb that climb you're just fucking crying the whole blind old man basara basara bish bish basara and he's just he's like please god because you realize that this broken man who's been sitting in the dark blind for half of his life in this moment, in this man's willingness to risk his life for freedom, that man has rediscovered hope. And it's not yep. a cage. It's a setting free by proxy. 
Shit, I'm going to cry again. I know. <laughs> oh, God no. Oh, dude, but come on. How amazing is that? Oh, okay, where are we at? Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just, uh, I needed a minute because I'm dealing with my own shit right now. It's a lot. Like, that was, this movie's yeah. a lot, dude. So then uh, Bruce Wayne gets on American Airlines, flies back. You guys should, you, you guys should really t- tune in to Measuring Flicks when you talk about Batman. They cry a bunch. It's weird. <laughs> These two grown men, get they get very emotional about... They get very emotional about Batman. You remember that Batman movie? It's got Christian What's-His-Nuts in it, and it's they got the costume. Remember the, who's the, where's the trigger? They like that movie a lot. I don't know. Make them cry. Um... So Batman, look, and you know what? Here, for all, everyone out there who's all mad that Batman got back to the United States, Bruce Wayne, and as Batman, as part of the League of Shadows, let's just go ahead and say he's got caches of resources and contacts spread across this wide globe. The man is well prepared. He's like a Boy Scout, but better. So you know that he's got emergency caches around the globe. Let's not be stupid, people. And also, I like... Oh, wait. Oh, another mind blank. Before he emerges from the hole, he's not Batman. So it's all about, it's all about nuts and bolts. It's all about his gadgets and his toys and his tools. Once he, the Dark Knight rises, this is his rise. The basara basara bish bish means rise. So mm-hmm. when he gets over that rim, he's not Bruce Wayne anymore. Now he's Batman. And you know what? Batman can get around the fucking world. Not a problem. Calm down. <laughs> so how do you sneak back into gotham because he was fucking he's the top batman. he's top tier league of shadows did you not watch the first movie right the, part of this Straight dude's by raza ghoul himself let's not be stupid part of the guy's shtick is vanishing in while he's in plain sight so he can't sneak past a couple of dudes with like charleston shoes like <laughs> you know sitting there with their ars what re, flipping through a nudie mag you think batman's gonna like Oh, he tripped our alarm. No, I think I think probably he fucked a couple he's dudes good. up, and now he's in Gotham. So he's good. Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, we got we, this is covered, people. Um, so we, he shows back up. I love how all these disparate plot threads that we've had start to coalesce into like a master narrative, because we see Jim Gordon and and jo- and Robin and, T- and Talia Al Ghul, who we don't know as Talia Al Ghul yet. We see their plan coming into action. We see the cops get set free by Selena Kyle. We see Batman get his shit. He's got he gets the suit back together, and he's back in top form. It's that thing. It's the so you got ghosts in your house or what you fucking got going on? Landlord's just being noisy as shit, doing <laughs> fucking whatever he's doing around the goddamn apartment. Dude, this is his mental health project for the day. Jesus we find Christ, this dude is noisy as fuck. <laughs> It's not coming through on my end, so you're good. But like seeing you be suddenly startled is kind of alarming sometimes. I'm like, oh god, what is Carl here? <laughs> Dude, it's just fucking god damn it. <laughs> he is not Batman. No, no, he's not sneaking. My landlord up. were Batman. He'd be. He'd never get back into Gotham. He's just kicking nope. cans around. He's like, hey, hey, I'm coming back in there. Is that? Hey, is that Batman? Is that Batman down there? I think it's Batman. You gotta open He's the gotta... fucking doors. I'm coming back in there. I'm gonna shoot <laughs> him. I'm gonna... About Let's see if I snow removal. 
I noticed you got tanks driving around, but doesn't look like anybody's been plowing. So that's actually bad for the roads. You can have a lot of infrastructure problems come spring. That melts down, fucking gets in the cracks. We have to redo it all. Got to redo this I whole mean, fucking street now. You know, look, I get there's a benefit to not salting. You know, the salt does more damage than the snow does. But where's all this runoff going to go? You got to be moving the snow. Where are you going? Wait. Ah, uh, nobody listen to me. They just, they just <laughs> don't write Batman like they used to. I, I trained with Raj al Ghul. Raj al Ghul told me all about snow removals. Like, half the shit we did was, like, infrastructure... You know, that's just our tax money. I'm, I pay taxes, okay? Nobody listen to Bruce Wayne no more. See, that's no, the... It's a Bruce Wayne no more. That's the, bad, God. that's the Batman I want to see. Me too. Chris, it's like, it's not the Batman that we want. This it's the, the one Batman we deserve. deserve yeah. <laughs> um, so, I love... So, basically, we find out that the bomb's going to go off no matter what. And it comes down to two major showdowns. And I love that they're interlinked. Because we, we get the police out from underground finally. And I want to talk to you about this scene right now. Because 2020 is an interesting time to be thinking about police officers. It sure is. So, you know the scene I'm talking about? The, oh, yeah. Alright, so what we end up with is we get all of the cops in the city all lined up. In a big like parade formation, and the dude at the front, the cowardly police chief who's got his Bursa 380 for some reason, that's the gun he decides to walk into fucking battle with. His little James Bond PPK is gonna. Yep. Awesome. Well, I guess you you know you you love the one you're with or whatever. I don't fucking know. He just watched a lot of movies. That's all. Well, yeah, man. When you're, I mean, when you're locked up in quarantine, you you binge all of the James Bond movies. He's probably like you know humming the theme in the shower. There's no running water, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then when he goes to his armory he's like if man if only he hadn't been watching all the old sean connery bonds he would have survived but he had a fucking 380 he'll be rocking that old beretta again yeah <laughs> it's not that damn beretta again is it bond bond <laughs> well, i love that you pick up the doctor no reference of course you do <laughs> Le- tell me it's not that damn beretta again tell me it's not that damn beretta again <laughs> um but i it's weird to see a large, I'm going to call them a troop of police officers with the guy up front in his dress blues. And the army that he's fa- that they're facing, I think these are meant to be the Blackmore criminals. Or no, Blackgate from the Blackgate, Blackgate. prison. Yep. So sure. I, th- I think these are the Blackgate prisoners. They get guns. There's that great Bane line. Step forward, all who would serve. You know, he forms an army, basically. So I don't think we're meant to see this as... Cops versus citizens. Nah, it's very but, clear that it's black gate prisoners for the most part. For the most part. But also, this is a Gotham City that's been turned over to its citizens. Yes, it is being perverted into something very dark by an overarching dictator, a fascist dictator in the form yeah. of Bane, who's intentionally manipulating the society. But still, what you end up with here is you end up with the citizens of Gotham all in a row trying to defend this new thing that they've got from a marching force of police officers. And even if they are all Blackgate prisoners, there's still something deeply unsettling about that many police officers in one place marching. Which is wild because I feel like it's supposed to feel triumphant. heroic and yeah. triumphant. Yeah. Like this is the these the cops are back. This, this is their moment. last we stand. Finally got them from Oh my god, they're taking Gotham back. We cheer, we cheer. But it, do we? 
It, I don't know. I am. It feels I'm, weird. I have. This is one where the coin is still spinning in the air for me. I don't. The top is still on I the table, it. and I don't know if it's going to fall it's, or not. You know. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm with you. It, it, in a weird way, this scene to me feels like something that once was whole. You know what I mean? And then somebody reached in. Like this is a log cabin, and then someone reached in and took the central log out. There's something There's in this. Of, yeah. There's something that used to be in this scene that isn't there anymore. It's anymore. Yeah. I and know. it was. It's so fucking crazy. And it was. It's not. It's. This is not a, a shortcoming on Nolan's part. This no, is. No, not even a little. Time has changed our perspective, and our perspective doesn't allow us to see the well, element. Well, the flag has become tattered by time and neglect. So, like. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe in a way. In, in the same way that while the first appearance of Batman in Batman form is all is an action sequence, but is also very subtly a critique of Batman, mm-hmm. maybe this is the same thing. Maybe this is, it's our cops and they're here, they're making our heroic last stand, but we have all these like proto-fascist symbols around the city and we have this tattered American flag and there's a lot in here about guns and about power and about power dynamics and ruling classes and authority and maybe all of those trappings are intentionally there to make us maybe Chris Nolan wants us to think about this scene rather than just salute it, you know? Like here comes the parade of cops and we love you Again, all. Again, it's like if anyone's going to have that sort of layering going on, it's Nolan. So I, I would I don't know if it's intentional, but I believe that it is a choice he would make, you know? Absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely. I don't know how much the, that we're putting onto it because it is 2020. It's been a weird 8 years, but like Yeah. You know. Yeah, it. I mean, dude, it's been two thousand. It's been a weird twenty years. You know, oh, yeah. like, it's okay. Was that was that bell in your side or my side? I didn't hear a bell. Holy shit! It said. It, I said it's been a weird twenty years, and I swear to God, I just heard a church bell toll in my ears. I don't know if the listeners heard it. Hold on, let me crank my mic. Yeah, the last reverberations are still, like, fading away. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but that was eerie as shit. I am in my haunted office, though, so maybe it's that. You are. Um, Whatever you do, don't look behind you. Carl, can't say shit like that to me, dude. Don't do this to me, baby. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> I've been staring at it for the last 20 minutes, but it's okay. Oh, man. Okay, all right. I checked. We're good. Um... I have one more note on this because actually I think most of the really interesting stuff is are the bigger picture things. And at the end, what you do end up with, it's interesting for sure. But what you end up with at the end is the tying up of plot threads, which I think is good. It's necessary. I mean, if you're going to tie up a trilogy of films, you can't. Yeah, I think I think the deep. I think it pays to to tie up the, some of those loose ends and give a satisfying conclusion. Definitely, I think the deep the deep discussion work is the first three quarters of this, and the last Absolutely. quarter is just for you to watch and to feel that um, to feel it's a very satisfying way that this wraps up. I like this quite a lot. Um, the the other complaint that people have about the last moment where Batman's flying the nuke out over the bay and he blah, 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 all that stuff is, oh, he's in the thing. How does he get away in one minute? But we don't ever see Batman. We we see Batman in a cockpit, but we don't see Batman in the cockpit in the plane that's in the sky. I no, think, sure don't. I, I think it's another one. I think that the cockpit ejects and becomes a mobile, like he's flying a drone. 
I think he's. We've already seen that technology work before with the tumbler. Hundred percent. Yeah, with where it becomes the bat, the secondary uh, vehicle. So I think what happens is he flies away a little bit, dumps like drops that pod out, like his escape pod or whatever, and then flies the drone out over the water, and it detonates. And yes, cancer rates go up in Gotham for the next hundred years, but nobody died immediately from the explosion. Right. And there you go. Everyone has bloody shits for a century. I'm gonna say something very catty and bitchy. Tell me if you agree. I feel like a lot of times when people complain about plot holes in movies that they just they don't have very strong imaginations. I'd agree with that. It's pretty easy to in your head build the bridges to to cross these gaps. It's, it's not lazy. It's not that hard. Yeah, if you're having problems with this, then you need to work on your ability to like imagine things. And what do you want? What do you want the screenwriter and the director to like like paint everything super clearly for you then then you're being pandered to or you're like you or the movie's that, boring that 80s, because and you get the or you get that 80s or 90s trope where they explain the plot to you or they explain everything away in case you missed it uh oh, ah, fuck you i don't need like, to see bruce wayne in line at the airport buying a ticket you know like i can nope. i can just do the math in my head and bam i don't, back I don't need to see him punch out the secondary vehicle and fly away right and then that spoils the twist ending if you do that so like the throw the throwaway line at the beginning about the autopilot not working they actually kind of hit the autopilot i think one or two too many times we do get a little bit of ex, like expo like ooh. it's like hey about that autopilot you know about that autopilot like, hey about that autopilot. i think we tag it maybe two too many times for like yes i, I think, get it so I it's think the autopilot it thrice i would take out the middle one and just leave me yeah. with lucius fox at the end going we need to fix a patch on this autopilot. I need to know if there was anything I could have done. Cause then you'll remember actually, when we patched it two months ago. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it. it's, it's already been fixed. I actually like the bit where they're like, it's already, the patch is already done. He goes, no, I dig that. It's, what's I think the, it's the middle. It's that middle tag about the autopilot that I don't think that we need. I'm with you after it's Bruce the Wayne one has with come Lucius back. Fox, but when he's, when he's showing the bat wing to Bruce Wayne, he's like, yeah, too bad about the autopilot not working. Cool. That's and good. then we don't do it again until the end. That yes. middle one when he's about to fly off is like, why don't you just put it on autopilot? Why not? Because the autopilot doesn't work. The autopilot's broken. That poor autopilot not working the autopilot. Oh, you're right. They hit it four times. I forgot. They do hit it as he's leaving. Yeah, you could yep. do without the middle two and just give me the first and last ones. Then it's like, <gasps> the fucking autopilot. I forgot about Yeah, and then you forget about it too because you're like, I forgot about the fucking autopilot. And then you hear the name. What's the name on that patch? Bruce Wayne. And you're like, <gasps> man fix the autopilot you know i yeah you're right you're right that's that's definitely a little and now okay there you go can you imagine if they had done that same thing for how he got back to gotham and how he got into gotham and what happened with the nuke we would you and i would be complaining about over explaining right now absolutely sure would one thousand <laughs> percent just use your imagination <laughs> you can figure this shit out people it you ain't got hard it. he's bruce swain slash batman also a dc universe comic book movie yeah there you go boom and done <laughs> um so Jesus. i have i have one more line which man okay i lied this is the other time that i cried because it was emotional it's when commissioner gordon is saying his last goodbye as the batwing is uh as the like the cockpit is closing and batman's about to take off and he goes the city deserves to know who who saved them who their savior is and batman goes it doesn't matter he goes what matters is and here's the line i wrote it down because fucking oh my god it's so true and it's something that it's again it's that thing where this i understand why this is a religion to some people and i think that this is something that belongs in everyone's head in 2020 
I genuinely believe this because the line that he says is it does uh, that doesn't matter a hero can be anyone even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended and he flies away yeah he flies away that's it that's fucking incredible man that's the last thing that bruce wayne in this universe that's the last thing bruce wayne ever says to commissioner gordon and i love that it's his way of telling him that i am batman yeah like he lets him in on the secret yeah in that most beautiful way and i mean (laughs) like the fact that batman defines a hero as anyone who does something kind essentially selfless Mm -hmm. and kind and, dude, if there's two things that we need more of right now, it's selflessness and kindness. What a fucking awesome movie. It's so I good. Love it, dude. And that's yeah. it, man. Um, Alfred sees Batman over in Italy, and Bruce, or sees Bruce over in Italy with Selena Kyle. He's jamming out. He's doing fine. And also, this movie is is a is a Robin origin story. It is, yeah. Like at the end, you know, like he when the Dark Knight rises. Actually, Again. I really like the like Robin discovery thing where he swings through the waterfall and like falls in. He gets yeah. the bats just like Bruce got the bats when he first yeah. found the cave. It feels it's that. Oh, shit. Are they? Oh, shit. Are they? Oh, my God. They because <gasps> we get the title card as Robin is being lifted by the the thing or whatever. Yeah, he's the, he's by being, the bat cave. He's being lifted up. We get, the, we get the title card. The Dark Knight Rises over that happening so it's clear that right it's like look guys it's the dark night and he's rising because we have him on a rising rising platform and it's amazing and it's it's so good and And then zimmer takes us out in the credits and you're just crying and you're like i don't understand is this a different movie than the one that i saw back in 2012 or like why is it so good all of a sudden shit it's so good i do also like that the that because i don't know you watch you watch tv batman right adam west batman Oh fuck yeah! Love okay, it. bro. The bat and people have pointed this out before, but the bat wing and the nuclear bomb and where am I gonna take it? And that is some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Oh yeah, it's can't t- go here. Oh, can't go here. I oh, love that that episode where he goes to throw it in the water and there's ducks and he's like, ducks. shit, I can't. Nuns. <laughs> oh shit. Some days you yeah. just can't get rid of a bomb. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Like that is totally a nod to Adam West's Batman, which I I, I appreciate that. it because I love the Adam West Batman. And if you don't know to look, my grandparents, man, in saxophone uh, rehearsals every Thursday, we'd have saxophone rehearsal, and we watch the Batman television show reruns <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Whatever, fuck, yeah, it was awesome. It's a good way to do it, dude. Yeah. Um, and that look, that's all I, that's all I have for, for the Dark Knight Rises. I all that's all you have. It's only three hours and twenty minutes of content, Max. It seems like for us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This was a pretty cash measuring place. <laughs> yep. We we have usually a little bit longer. We usually dig in a little bit more, but you know. We we haven't done one of these ones in a long time actually because think about it. We, you and I haven't done the show together until recently we got back up and running on it and then the ones that we've done lately just because of the Skype format and the editing, we have kept them mostly under like an hour 50 because it's easier for me to edit that way, but um, little inside baseball when we were deci- we were gonna do this as one of two episodes last week but when we got to it we were bo- you we had talked off mic about dark knight rises and we both agreed before we even started recording we're like it is an astonishing masterpiece this it is gonna truly- take some time we knew we knew that this one was gonna be a two-parter big monster huge batman episode on on I think maybe the best of it's definitely the best of the Nolan Batmans I mean this is what I was telling Danielle I was like 
as for now, it may change over time, but this is the best of the three, in my opinion. Yeah, of the three Nolans. Having just watched them all recently in the uh, last couple of weeks. I am definitely going to go and watch some of the... I think I'm going to watch the first one, the first Tim Burton one on our oh break. Oh, my God, do it. I, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. But, yeah. So, we hope you've uh, enjoyed this. Enjoyed this massive look at the dark knight rises eight years after it came out um that's how we do things here at measuring yeah, clicks and absolutely. sometimes you benefit by giving it a little time you don't need our hot take the moment the movie comes out you gotta let us sit and stew. most likely and... we'll be wrong <laughs> yeah 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 but if you give us enough if you give us eight years between the flick and the recording we're eight probably... to 38 years yeah eight to 38 years after it comes okay. out carl and i are guaranteed to be only about 60 percent wrong <laughs> so that um, seems right so if you like this show and you'd like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash quill and film you get bonus episodes shout outs on the show um full and when i say bonus episodes i mean bonus episodes we do we go hard in the paint over in patreon um we're in the middle of harry when harry met michael we're watching all the halloween movies and all the harry potter movies i think that's actually going to recommence fairly soon. starting soon yep we've got a couple of patreon movies we want to do before that but then we're getting back to that series we're going to be doing uh in the very near future carl's proposed series which i love which is um rocky loves hockey which is going to be all of the Rocky movies paired with all of the fri- uh, Friday the 13th movies. Yes, sir. Or wait, no, yeah, Mighty Ducks. That's yeah. what it was. It's Rocky and Mighty Ducks. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so fucking We kidding. might pepper in the Mighty Ducks. Just chuck though. one in every once in a while and be like, and now Mighty Ducks 2. And everyone's like, you didn't even do the first that one. That one doesn't even have Emilio West in it. <laughs> it's not even worth watching if Emilio West is not in it. Um, but shout outs on the show sound a little something like this. These are the people who keep the lights on, who get, keep our uh, computers running and uh, and keep us doing the show. The people this is these are the this is the tight crew. Um, we would like to thank Brian Jackson, Connor Sweeney, Daniele Hartelli, David Rowney, Jeffrey Morgan, Casey Scheibe, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez, Sarah Hartley, William Rockwood, and our latest patron, uh, Cassandra. Actually, no, we have we just got a new patron. Do you? I can't. Yeah, sure did. I only saw it the uh, other day. Um, Sheree Van Manen. Thank you so much. We are the fact that we're growing our our patronage right now in the middle of this quarantine, in the middle of this pandemic, um, is amazing. And it's it's kind of truly humbling that people Very like the so. show and are responding to it. It's amazing. Um, this our amazing silly little movie conversations that we have. Um, and right now, if we get it, like I said earlier, 99.6% of America is unemployed at the moment, and we get it, money is super tight, our awesome leadership is cutting uh, cutting unemployment benefits pretty much across the board, we mm-hmm. get it, money's, money's tight, but we want to keep entertaining you. So, if you go to patreon.com, if you want more content, I am not paywalling anything over there right now. So, all the bonus episodes that during normal time periods you'd have to you would be a supporter of the show to get access to right now we're not doing that because we got to watch out for each other and we got to give each other a, a leg up and some laughs so all the laughs that we can generate are over there for free right now but i gotta um, say as soon as shit gets back to normal kicking the fuck out you gotta pay yeah we're it. locking that down as soon as like you gotta kick kick you fucking right out it's like hey you've had you've had enough time in the free land it here just, you fucking freeloaders goddamn it, god fe- it give us five bucks <laughs> it feels too too um uh 
horrible to be like asking people for five bucks during an right. Armageddon situation. But uh, but yeah. yeah, once once shit gets back to normal, uh, we'll we'll recommence um our our paywalls over there. It's right now just to get access to basically everything we do. It's five bucks a month. If you want to just support the show a little, you can do a do- as low as a dollar a month, and every little mm-hmm. bit helps. And right now, like I said, if you just want the content and you you can't you don't have the scratch or you can't swing it right now. Go for it. We're we're doing that for you. We we love y'all. We appreciate the shit out of everyone who listens and and everyone that we've heard from. Um, thanks for I reaching out. If you want to drop us a line, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We've kept you long enough, so we're gonna say our goodbyes. The theme for this month comes from this film, uh, and I think the theme for the month was "Until I Put on the Mask," which is a total joke, and yet the movies that we watch are like totally incredible. Um, so next next week we'll be talking about um, the mask. With Jim Carrey, so not with him in the room, but the starring Jim Carrey. Well, never say never, Carl. That'd be, that'd be incredible. <laughs> we can discuss the mask with Jim Carrey on our break. I'll make a little phone call, see if we can get a little Zoom conference going. I'm sure he'd love to talk to us. You know, so. he might. Let's see if we can get in touch with somebody. You know, yeah, we've got what two hours? That's enough time to put together an interview with Jim Carrey. Totally. All right. Well, we're getting out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. Watch The Dark Knight Rises again. Give it a give it a watch. It is well worth your time. I promise you. Um. We love y'all, so bye bye now. Bye. Bye 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 b